Hello. Hello, Karen. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I feel like we're Twitter besties. <laughs> you are. You are my new Twitter bestie. I love it. I love how we connected. So really thankful for that. Yeah, me too. Thanks for having me on here. So cool. Well, no, thank you for being willing to share your experience. Because I know from the little bit that we talked, um, it was not, it hasn't been easy. Yeah. So Especially I def- when I was little. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Still dealing with a little bit of a trauma. Oh, I hear you. Yes, yes. Like I hear you a hundred percent. I uh, recently thought that I was good on healing from trauma from mm-hmm. my past, but I got triggered recently, and I was like, mm, maybe I should go to therapy again. I I completely get that. It's just like you know, it's crazy once you you grow up and you're just like, wow, like I didn't know how much my childhood affected everything. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. And that's what therapy really revealed to me. It's like, I was able to pinpoint like where my depression stemmed from and my anxiety. And it was like, it was from childhood. It was from childhood things. Yeah. So it was like, that's crazy. Right. No. And I, I mean, I remember you mentioning that and like, I feel like we, you and I, you know, we have like similar stories, except, you know, they are different, but we've gone through um, basically, you know, the same like depression, anxiety, dealing with yeah. that. So um, I I love therapy. I have to go back. I want to go back actually. Yeah. <laughs> Time to do so. But um, I, I definitely think it helps. So I'm really glad you're, you're doing that. Awesome. Yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that you've done therapy and you want to go back because I am a big advocate for therapy mm-hmm. because of how it helped me. So I'm very, um, big on mental health which is why I was thinking of like going back to school to do uh, mental health counseling um but yeah no like I always tell people like everybody needs therapy especially the people who say that they don't need therapy I was like you need it the most right no, I, <laughs> I agree with you that and you know the quote where they're like people who go to therapy are you know go for people who like don't go to therapy basically yeah yeah exactly so that's what always comes to mind I I know I I completely understand you there yeah oh my goodness well again thank you and yes just thank you for this I feel like um a lot of people are going to be able to relate to you um with sharing your experience just because of the previous guests that I've had um Mm -hmm. you know who came to the United States when they were young and same thing dealed with racism and bullying and just right. like such a tough, just such a tough um, upbringing um, just because, you know, they were from somewhere else or, you right. know, people getting um, made fun of just because of their accent or, you know, yeah. I remember I started, although I was born in the United States, my parents spoke to me in Spanish first. So I okay. remember starting kindergarten and not knowing English. And there was this, I, I remember her vividly, there was like this Hispanic lady, I don't know what country she was from, but I remember her being pregnant and felt like she was God sent because she could understand me. Like, I, well, yeah, I was able to speak with her and she was able to translate to the teacher because I remember the teacher wanting to give me orange juice, but I didn't like orange juice. But I <laughs> 
explain that I didn't like it. And so this lady was having scent and I was like, no, I don't, I don't like orange juice. But yeah, anyways. So relate to that actually. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we're gonna get started on talking about what you remember from the Philippines, and then we'll talk about your experience in the US. And then I definitely want to end it with you talking about your business so people can connect with you and yeah and then you can let us know how you got started on that because i realized also that talking with a lot of immigrants is that a lot of them own their own business it's like we are out awesome. yeah doing the I thing love, i love these stories like the whole you know coming to america and then just having your own business all that yeah exactly not many people know um i guess like just coming here from a different country, like you have a lot more challenges to face. Um, mm -hmm, exactly. And so it's always so amazing for me to hear, you know, people coming from a different country and like having to adapt to the American lifestyle and then them opening up their own business like that. I love, I love those, you know, yeah. like coming out, co coming up story. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. Cause here, um, the culture here, like the way that it's set up is for schools to like pretty much tell you go to college to get a job and, you know, get whatever. But yeah. a lot of immigrants come here and, you know, they're not able to pretty much be an employer, employee, sorry, because of their, their status. Like they got to wait. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they got to wait. But they, a lot of them end up opening up their own business. It's like, no, I got to make money. And I'm going to find my way to make money. And so like, they open up uh, their business. And it's like, that is very, that is very um, inspiring because a lot of people are scared to open up their own business because of the risks and everything. But it's like, these people are out here make, you know, opening their business, which the uh, hustle exactly the hustle and then providing jobs for others and putting back you know, working, for, making the economy good. And it's like, that's why I want these stories out there. So people can see that like immigrants are doing like they're doing stuff for the country, you know? I love, I love the segment, you know, and I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it and share my experience as well. Cause um, I'm sure it's similar to a lot of the other guests yeah. you had. Yes. All right. So what, Tell us what you do remember about living in the Philippines. Cause you had mentioned that you came when you were five. Yeah. So I was around like five, if not even maybe just like turn six, if anything. Mm -hmm. um, Cause I remember moving. Yeah. It was like around December, you know? Um, and well, from what I can remember, it was definitely a good life. <laughs> we, <laughs> you know, we were living comfortably. I, I really, my memories in the Philippines were mostly just, happy you know yeah. being surrounded by family um on all my relatives we lived with my great grandma um and it was I mean obviously I was like five six so for me I'm like oh it was so easy blah 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 but um we lived comfortably you know compared to I guess like the friends I had in school or like people around us um I remember even having nannies okay. uh, when I go to work you know we had people to help us around the house like wash our clothes like cook drive us um so you you know we were we were comfortable like we were we were living good yeah. <laughs> and um my sis and I we were I mean you could say we were kind of spoiled like we had 
clothes, you know, nice clothes. We had mm -hmm. the toys, lots of toys and, you know, just us playing. Like, I, I wouldn't say we were like bratty. Yeah. Um, maybe my parents would say otherwise, but in my <laughs> eyes, you know, I just thought like, you know, looking back, I'm just like, you know, I didn't, I didn't think I was ever like not grateful for mm -hmm. Um, yeah, so like I just remember just having lots of toys and just playing and like going around um, the whole like subdivision and just playing around. And it's weird because it's like at that age, you know, we were like going walking over to our grandma's house like on our own and like going to school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so um, it's very it's more common there, I would say. But yeah, um, that's that's what I can remember, and it, I, I'm just like. I guess like moving here, it was <laughs> completely different. Completely, yeah. It reminds me of a lot of the art. Like when I hear like my parents um, talking about when they lived in the art. My father, so my grandfather was a um, a civic civic engineer, civil engineer. Sorry, civil engineers because he designed the bridges and a lot of the the buildings in in the art. So they were, in a sense, over there rich, right? They were really high class, right. so. Mm -hmm. They were just they, literally they were just talking about this on Sunday. Like my dad had uh or they had a washing machine, which in DR, my, my mom was like, what? We had to wash. I remember washing the clothes by hand right. and, and things like that. So he was like, oh, no, we had a washing machine. So it's like it's it's nice to hear like those stories. So like my parents or my dad grew up with like nannies, like like you said, with nannies yeah. and and someone to help around the house and. And things like that. So it's like, so I completely understand because it's common in DR2 to have someone help her around the house, help with the kids and, and things like that, which is here. It's not as common. It's not that, as common. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah I, I just remembered, I mean, even like when we left, we had to give away our all of our toys. And I remember oh, yeah. my friends from school and like people who were coming over and kind of just like getting our toys. Um, and you know, so that, that looking back, I'm like, wow, like we, you know, compared to the neighborhood kids and all that, we, we had it. And yeah. um, I, I was very grateful for that. And also like one story that I remember that made me realize that even like at a young age and looking back, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so sad. Um, obviously, I think it was like my birthday party or some party um, where I had one of my classmates there, you know, we would invite mm -hmm and um she was asking to take home food because they didn't, yeah because they didn't have any and obviously you know my, my mom was like yeah you know of course like go ahead gave her food but it just I guess like made me realize how yeah. we were than people and I remind myself of that <laughs> when I feel like sometimes here now when I feel like I'm being like very like bratty in a way I'm just like you know yeah. I'm grateful like you know people in the Philippines don't have mm -hmm. um not saying everyone but you know it just yeah. <laughs> yeah no I hear you um so what first cultural shock do you remember that you experienced um in the United States once you guys moved yeah no it was definitely a big culture shock for me yeah. um, so I remember obviously having to learn to communicate like in English Mm. um I remember like right before we were moving like my parents were like teaching us the basics like what's your name and I would recite like oh my full name and you know kind of just like the the basic hi hello how are you like type of thing yeah um, so just learning to communicate that was definitely one that I was just like okay like 
what the heck, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, like I mentioned, like ch- changing the way we live, um, you know, moving here, we definitely, with the financially, you know, um, like you mentioned, your parents were like in a different class now, same. Mm-hmm. Like, we have to cut back financially. We were like more like lower to mid-class or whatever. And yeah. in the Philippines, we were more in like a higher class. Um, so everything else was more costly. Like I remember my parents, like when I think I would like, I was asking for like a specific toy before and they're like, oh, just, you know, remember we can't really give you like everything how we did in the Philippines because we got to be more conscious, you know, yeah. um, things are a lot more expensive here. So that's, that's something I definitely remember. Um, and I honestly, I don't think I was really open to the idea of moving. I think, you know, around that time, I was just like, why? I was confused. I was like, why? Why? Yeah. We have to leave, you know, our relatives and my grandma and all that. Uh, and grandpa. Yeah. Like, I, I remember being sad and everybody came to the airport to kind of just like send us off. Oh. Um, but then also it was like very exciting. You know, I didn't... I. I was just like, oh, cool, like, we're moving, you know, type of yeah. thing. I remember, like, not being, like, just being confused, like, what, like, what's going on? Yeah. Um, and also just, like, being very shy. And I think I was very scared to start school because I was very self-conscious about speaking to people or, like, mm-hmm. accent and all that. Um, thankfully, so my cousin, um, their family and my aunt, they moved, I think, a couple months before us. So they came from, you know, the same city, San Pablo City in the Philippines. And um, so he – I was going to be in his um, first grade class. So he kind of – that kind of helped me transition a little bit. But I, oh, I, still nice. re- mm-hmm. I still remember being so shy and insecure just because of like my accent and just trying to like make friends and stuff. So um, hard to believe, but I was definitely just the shy, quiet type back then um, because of that. And yeah, um, it wasn't, I think Florida was more of like a harder transition for me, like moving to Florida because it was, I was a little older. Um, well, I was in third grade and oh. I completely did not know anyone, you know, back, you know, in Vegas, I knew my cousins and all that. We went to the same school, but here I, I didn't know anybody. So I had to start in a brand new place in a brand new city. Like everything was just so new. And I just like, didn't feel out of place. Um, we lived in Boynton beach, Florida. So uh, around that area that I live was actually predominantly like a white neighborhood. Mm. Um, I didn't really know any other Filipinos like besides my cousins, um, like in, even in my school, we went to separate schools. So it was like just yeah. I knew was the other Filipino. Like I did not know anybody else. So, you know, not a lot of my classmates knew where the Philippines was or, you know, about the culture. Like when I would tell them, they'd be like, what's that? Yeah. Um, and that's where I feel like some of the bullying and like the teasing came from. Um, they honestly, I got teased because I was Asian and like oh. back now it's just like that is so messed up you know like what mm-hmm. the heck? um yeah. they would they would all think that I was Chinese which there's nothing wrong with that obviously but it just wasn't who I was so I, I didn't feel yeah. seen and not only that they would call you know me like derogatory names um oh my gosh and, you know like the mean racist things um mm-hmm. that I'm not going to say right now but 
Yeah. And it made me, I guess, a little ashamed of my culture. And yeah. obviously growing up now, I'm just like, oh, like, you know, why? You know, <laughs> like I well, wish yeah. the me now was the me then, but we all yeah. live and learn. And one of the things that I really regret <laughs> from like from like fifth grade um, was so we did a culture like they did like a little culture fair where you could pick a, a country and then like bring um, a dish from that country for like mm. other classes to come and try. Yeah. Um. So the year before, my sister did the Philippines, you know, and she, mm-hmm. she made a Filipino dish. And me, you know, dealing with all like the teasing and bullying, just like being so insecure about my culture. Like, yeah, I did not choose the Philippines. Oh, I chose Ireland. I have no ties that I know of to Ireland. (laughs) (laughs) Why? And, you know, just like I remember, I'm like, even like presenting that it was just very awkward and weird. And I would have felt more comfortable if I presented you know, the Philippines and introduce. And I wish I would have had that opportunity to educate my classmates about how amazing the Filipino culture was. Yeah. Did the teacher ask you like why you didn't do the Philippines or they just, no. Yeah. Because I mean, technically it wasn't, it didn't have to be your specific, you know, Mm -hmm. all that and heritage and all, but mostly everybody, like my friend, um, then she was from Scotland. So you know, mm, yeah. So you know, it was it was just an easier thing, and I guess that's why I I remember I was like, why are you doing Ireland? Like you know, yeah. but yeah. So that's one of my, I guess, regrets back then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right- it was- oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was gonna say that is you know it's understandable because you were like you and your sister were just the only Philippines is predominantly white people and you're getting made fun of your culture so it makes you feel ashamed of where you're from so it's probably like why even do this you know this project on this uh country that I'm I'm getting made fun of so it's you know and at that age too you're you're young and obviously you don't know better did you feel like because um, this question comes from um, a different interview who she also got bullied a lot. And a lot of people thought that she was Mexican, even though she wasn't from Mexico. Did you feel uh, not like not ashamed, but like kind of like just out of place and wish that you could just belong since it was predominantly white? Did you have those feelings growing up? Oh, yeah. Like um, I just even like looking back through this stems all the way from like third grade all the way to like high school you know mm-hmm. and um i i do remember just trying to i guess downplay my culture and mm-hmm. it was to fit in and now yeah. you know, being who i am today like i would never do that i'd be like no like i embrace the filipino culture so much um even though i have not lived there in a long time like i I love it <laughs> and I yeah. try to incorporate it in my life a lot and try to educate people about good. culture. But yeah, no, back then, yeah, I, I would I would definitely say that I I definitely change, I guess, the way I acted or um all that to kind of try to fit in with my friends. Try to fit in. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I hear I that completely. Cool it was so stupid. Yeah. 
No, no, I, I understand completely. I, growing up, um, we we were, I want to say we were a mixed group of friends, <laughs> but in my group of friends, I was the only Dominican. And uh-huh. yeah, and then one of my bestest friends, who I still talk to to this day, she's mixed, she's black and white. And just a lot of things that, you know, Dominicans do, she would just like find so odd, like why? And, and, this, and it's just like, that's just our, our culture, you know, like that's just... Right our our thing like for example i remember her making a comment or i don't even know if it was her i just remember one of my friends making a comment that when we had to go grocery shopping like we all went like the whole family went yeah. you know and i guess that person it was like just their mom like they would stay home and just their mom would go grocery shopping and she was like oh you guys make a grocery shopping a family event and it's just like that's just what we do. We just pretty much right. do everything. That's like what you grew up with, and you're accustomed to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, like I, I definitely understand that. And being at a young age too, when like somebody judges you, you know, you kind of just like you like go back into like your shell a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now you're just like walking on eggshells, trying to be like, okay, well, you know, I don't, I don't want to be judged when I was little, and it's, I mean, it's, it's a part of growing up to find you know, that confidence and kind yeah. of, um, but luckily I found that in middle school. So I wish, I guess, I, I guess like the moment, you know, even bully, like in middle school, like the moment that I stopped caring about what they thought, they thought like things were just a lot better for me. A lot better. Did yeah. you have like a specific person to help you be more confident or it was just like, you know what, I'm just tired of feeling like this. I don't, I don't care. That and also, um, it's funny because, like, I, um, one of my oldest friends, Holly, like, she was amazing. And, um, it's funny, Holly's white, so she's, but she's definitely very open minded and just awesome. And we clicked, and just like having her with me and around, mm. and, like, you know, I didn't have that because my group of friends were also like mixed in middle school from yeah. different backgrounds and races, and, um, just having like that group of friends definitely helped me come out of my shell a little bit more. That's good. Yeah. 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 So, like that elementary school to middle school transition was, I guess, a lot better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So from then on, like, I just felt more confident with myself. Um, you know, there were still times, obviously, that people would be racist and just yeah. like, bullying and all that. But I felt like I handled it a lot more. And even me, like, I look, if you just look at pictures of myself now, I was, I look really nerdy. (laughs) I had like these glasses and that was another thing that people would bully me about. So like between, you know, being Asian and like wearing glasses, like it was just a bad combo. Um, I guess to them. Now, now that they say it's a bad combo, it's not really a bad combo. Being Asian (laughs) sounds good. (laughs) But that's what I had to deal with. And it wasn't until... I guess like my full confidence, like until I lost my glasses and got contacts, that's like, I was just like, nobody can stop me. (laughs) (laughs) And that wasn't until high school. But when are, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're good. (laughs) What are the biggest cultural differences between the Philippines and the U.S.? Hmm. I mean, there's a lot. <laughs> so, I think um, one of the main ones is just like the way children are raised. Mm, um, okay. 
so the Filipino culture, we're more traditional. Um, it's more, I would say, old school. And where, like, parents would be more involved in, like, your career and your future and just, like, your life in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like in the U.S. and, like, Americans, like, people are, are taught to be more independent. Um, okay. You know how you hear, like, people move out when they're, like, 18? That's not very common in the Filipino household. Um and like you couldn't even really it's I'm like joking about this but kind of not like you couldn't really have your first boyfriend until like you're 18 they'd be like oh wait until you know you're in college or after college yeah I didn't really like the whole like dating thing while you were you know it was all like folk you know big focus on education and school yeah. and we were just uh, t- uh, taught to follow certain traditions and even like being very religious like you know going to church every sunday mm. um, yeah so just being very family oriented and what oh here's the thing like respect for elders yes that is so big oh, in the Dominican culture too yes right and and that's what i heard you know in the hispanic culture is like also mm-hmm. weird. Like, it's still crazy to me how sometimes like i hear people here like speaking to their grandparents because i was just like yeah. I'm like mind blown. Yes. (laughs) I could never imagine myself like treating my grandparents like that. Like it's crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, people have their opinions. People have their ways or as to why they do that. But in the Filipino culture, it's not very common to like someone older than you in that sense. And yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, and I just feel like here, um, life was more fast paced also. Oh, yes. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, they were just like on the go or like trying to go get somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And just, I think Filipinos are more like hospitable. Uh, very, a lot of them are just very warm and welcoming. Like when you first meet them or like, let's say when we have guests over. Um, and visitors, food is always offered no matter what. Mm, okay. <laughs> yeah. So I remember, like, I would invite my friends. My my mom would be like, "Oh, are you guys hungry? Like, do you want food?" Like, she'd always like give them food, food, food. Yeah. So it's, it's just a way for Filipinos to connect as well, I think. And yeah, but I think um, definitely the American mindset, um, very much more like independent and open minded, you know, to a lot of things as mm-hmm. well. So compared, um, uh, <laughs> I was like, I feel like I have a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> Are there any similarities? Um, I mean, I, I would say, well, the language. I um, a lot of not a lot of people know this, but a lot of Filipinos speak and understand English. So mm, they, okay. And in, in the Philippines now, and I guess just being like very religious, you know, love for fast food, all that. Um, <laughs> but I, I think that's a hard question for me to answer, also, only because I, you know, being in my teen or like my adult life, I, yeah. I haven't really experienced and like lived there, so it's really hard for me. Yeah. To, okay. To, but um, maybe in my since I'll be visiting soon. <laughs> I can I can get back to you on that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I was gonna ask because um, I remember you mentioning on Twitter you're um, getting ready for your trip coming up. How often do you visit the the Philippines? 
Well, not as often as I like. So this is going to be my first time visiting since 2005. Oh, wow. Yeah. My parent, you know, my mom lives there now again. Um, My dad um, is about to. And my sister and them, I think they visited a couple of years ago before the pandemic. Um, They spent the summer there. So her and my brother-in-law. But for myself, I have not been there in so, so long. So that's why this trip is so exciting for me because I get to see my grandma and all my relatives I haven't seen in so long. Yeah. Um, And even my mom, you know, I haven't seen. I mean, my mom last year but even like just to spend time with her a lot now that she's yeah. there. so your parents moved back but you and your sister are still here in the u.s yes me and my sister and my little brother are still no, here yeah. um and they're over there uh, my dad wants to go back and forth too they they're mm. kind of like you know we're we're tired of working like we want to live a an easier life again <laughs> so. yeah and that, definitely understand that, you know, they made a lot of sacrifices for us growing up. So definitely grateful for that. And just bring us over here. So would you, would you move back to the Philippines? Well, I thought about like living there for a couple months. I would say, I, I know um, back when I was going through a lot, like my hardships a couple of years ago, yeah. um, my mom was just like, just come live here for a couple months and blah, blah, blah. And yeah, I thought about it. But then I was just like, I'd probably be good for after a month and then I'd be like super uncomfortable because mm, yeah. So so I don't think I would really adapt well into the lifestyle. Like, um, you know, my mom, she moved there a couple of years ago, but she's still adapting to how they are. Um, even in just like, you know, simple things like, you know, they don't even have cash out there. So Yeah. Uh, yeah, just like it's it sounds so stupid to be like, oh, whatever, it's just cash up. But just like certain things that she had here, like she, yes. you know, and even just like having like your own cell phone line, like they have to put like you know a load on it and everything. It's kind of just like a prepaid thing. Yeah, um, and you know things are just like not as advanced. And I don't mean that like a negative thing, um, in a negative way. It's just different. yeah it's just different yeah I know I completely understand because I would ask my parents if they would move back to the Dominican Republic like and no they said that they don't think that they could adapt to Mm -hmm. living over there it's just like once you're just in a place for so long you know like yes you you moved once and adapted once but then like to go back and like readapt back yeah. after you get so used to you know living in one place so i i completely understand like the luxuries that we have here you know yeah. like simple luxuries yeah like i say like you know just having ac not everyone's house yep. there has ac yep same thing and like how you mentioned even now like um a lot like a washing machine so things yeah. that we like take for granted, you know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. And oh even my. just healthcare. Yep. So. Yeah, it's just reminding me a lot of DR. Like again, like I didn't. Well, I lived one year in DR, but I don't remember because it was like before. It was uh, it was before kindergarten, so I was really small. But like you know, I visited a lot, so it's like, and I hear the stories of my family talking about being mm-hmm. in DR. So it just it reminds me a, a lot, like what you're talking about and everything. So I like completely understand. I feel like once you've been out of 
the country out of the United States at least once, that like you can just see what a major difference it is. Like there's so much that people here take for granted. It's like so much yeah. that they don't know how blessed they are to have. And not to put down any other country or anything like that, but it's just completely different. So, yeah. No, I, I definitely get that. And, you know, sometimes I, I hear and I see things and I'm just like, oh, my gosh, you guys don't know how <laughs> easy you have it compared to, you know, a different country. And, you know, yeah. I'm guilty of being that way sometimes, too. I'm, I'm you know, going to be completely honest. So yeah. but that's why I, I, I love to check myself and be like, you know, like realize how blessed you are and like all your opportunities and all the things that you have here. So yeah, definitely. I hope um, that well, I know your trip is going to be great. How long are you going to be going for? How long will you for be there? for? Three weeks. Nice. Oh, that's going to be amazing. You're going to have I'm a blast. So I can already tell. I'm so excited. Like, I have, I'm so excited for the food and just, you know, oh. family is having a good time and yeah <laughs> it's funny because my daughter goes to the dominican republic to go see her dad for the mm -hmm. summer and she told me that the food over there is much better than the food here i was like oh yes you are a hundred percent correct like, yeah. <laughs> yes. so let me ask you now that we mentioned food and i love food and like you know what is the like a typical um filipino dish well the one that ever <laughs> Um, the one that's so famous and it's so funny. I don't know if you saw my tweet last night. I did. I did. <laughs> okay. Well, adobo. So it's like you know, chicken. I feel like everybody knows it by now. It's like with vinegar and soy sauce. Um, you can cook it different variations, but that is a famous dish from the Philippines. And apparently everyone on TikTok, that's the only dish that they know. <laughs> and I'm like, that and then lumpia, which is like the little egg rolls. Okay. Um, which, when I first talked to somebody and they found out I'm Filipino, that's what they mentioned. That lumpia, mm -hmm. or like, which is like the noodles. And yeah, those are the, the three, the top three that everyone's like, you know, that I've tried that. And I think that those are like the, the safe ones. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I don't even know what works. <laughs> But I guess, like, the easiest food to try as your first, like, Filipino, you know, dish. Okay. Do they have any, any like, Filipino restaurants here in Orlando? Yeah, they do, actually. They do? I tried a couple. My favorite one is in Kissimmee. Mm. Um, it's called Nipa Hut. And then I've tried another one. There's a lot in Kissimmee. There's one in Okoe. Um, There's one near... UCF now. Oh, so, like, okay. they're like, popping up, but there's like Filipino stores here, like on Colonial and everything. Um, I'm waiting for, I don't know if you've heard of the fast food chain Jollibee. No, I haven't. It's good. Um, they serve like chicken and spaghetti and like other Filipino um, food, but um, they they're supposed they were supposed to open they said spring spring came and went it's almost <laughs> end of summer and i'm like annoying them like on their social i'm like any updates any updates <laughs> so yeah we definitely have to have you try yeah i definitely got to try i have not had 
Filipino food or anything like that. So I definitely, I'm a big foodie and I like you to are. try. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure if you know, but like we have a lot of like Spanish influences. Uh, and then, um, so Filipino, Filipino food, um, they have a lot of, you know, Spanish uh, influences within them and then also like Chinese. So mm, okay. both, um, yeah. And you know how like, uh, we have like lechon, like okay. the big pig. Yes, yes. Yeah, and um, my boyfriend's Puerto Rican, so he's like, yeah, I know they have that too. <laughs> <laughs> I gotcha. <So>, okay. <laughs> All right. Well, the last question was, what do you like most about Philippines? But I feel like that would be better answered once you come back. <laughs> yeah I mean for now obviously I'm like well I obviously like my relatives <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, um the the food I'm, I'm so excited and even for yeah. the street vendors that they have like I'm just so excited too just excited man so it would be great to have you back after you go to the Philippines to give us an update on how your trip went and what you liked most and how that that went so we could if you're up to it we could totally do an episode about that oh i would love to update you guys on my experience and you know i i plan to actually like vlog everything and kind of just record and oh nice okay i can't wait to see that yeah and I've i, mean, traveled I don't, to have, the I don't have a youtube <laughs> channel but i'll post it on like you know my stories and um reels and all that so Okay, I'll I'll travel to Philippines with you virtually. Virtually, yeah. <laughs> so I'm just like, I just have to get Wi-Fi. But <laughs> right. Oh, that's another thing. See, not every place, you know, or not everyone has Wi-Fi. What so, what phone company do you have? I have T-Mobile, but um, I think we're just gonna get a SIM card over there. Okay, because I know T-Mobile, this is why I stay with T-Mobile, is because whenever we go to the Dominican Republic, um, we get Wi-Fi, or like it gets connected to the, um, the cell phone service in DR, mm -hmm. so we'll have, we'll have internet, like we'll have data, it's very, very slow, obviously, <laughs> but um, we have data, so I was wondering, since we have T-Mobile, maybe you can check to see if you have if the Philippines is part of that. Um, yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely have to look into that. Um, I know my trip is coming up in like a month. So mm -hmm. I have to get all that ready. And even like, I have to work a couple days. So oh, while you're I, over there. Yeah. I don't have to get like a, like a pocket Wi-Fi kind of thing. Yeah. Kind oh, of my thing. parents did that when they went to DR. They got like a little roaming Wi-Fi thing. Yeah. So they could, yeah. Yeah. No, but definitely check since you have T-Mobile. Definitely check because that's why I stay with T-Mobile. Was like, okay, whenever we go out of the country, like I even went on a cruise to Bahamas and I was able and I had that. Oh, that hello. Oh yeah, no, I'm here. <laughs> oh okay. Yeah. So when I went to Bahamas, like I was able to have internet um through to T-Mobile. Like so, there's certain countries. There's like over 200 and something countries that you do have. So you can definitely check to see if the Philippines is on there. Yeah. No, I'll definitely. Yeah. Thanks for letting me know. Oh yeah. <laughs> helpful for sure because you know me and just like staying connected on social media. I mean, I I plan to not always be on my phone. Um, yeah. I really want to, obviously. You just want to do, like, some family time. Just taking the moments. And I, I think I want to use that time to kind of just, like, be off. I mean, I, I am going to record, but I don't think it's going to be, like, more of, like, a live 
sort of. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I hear you. So tell us about your business. Well, okay, so <laughs> I have a jewelry business um, called Trinket Traces. I launched it in 2020. So during, you know, towards the end of the lockdown, um, okay. I had, a, you know, I've always loved jewelry. I've always loved accessories. Um, I think I actually launched it recovering from COVID. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And um, I, before that, I was unemployed for like seven months. Oh, wow. And I was like applying everywhere. You know, I was collecting unemployment, which is great, you know, for, but then I'm the type of person, like I love to work. I just don't like sitting mm -hmm. around. Yeah. During that time before that, I was focused on my blog because I also have a blog and I would do, you know, like these little features, kind of like how you're doing. I do um, blog features on people and um, just put all my en energy into that. Mm -hmm. and obviously, I need more income. Uh, I was like, okay, unemployment is ending. Like I need to find a job, like all that. Um, yeah, so long story short, uh, this, I found a job through this program through the state. Our employer gave us COVID. Mm. It didn't work out. Yeah, she was very negligent with that. And I was just frustrated in just like relying on employers to like make money sort of thing. So I think what yeah. like drove me more to, cause you know, I, I was thinking about this like in October and I was like, I want to open my own business like I want to do this and it was like uh, I guess like but I was planning to do it in 2021 okay but after that whole like COVID incidents just being frustrated with like unemployment and kind of just like not having income all that I was like you know I need to make something for myself you know instead of just sitting around and just like complaining about not having money and all this <laughs> you're like worrying about finances so I, um, I launched Trinket Traces, uh, December 15th of 2020. And I think it was also like a creative outlet for me. Oh, not, yeah. Yeah. Very, uh, therapeutic. There's a lot I went through in, you know, end of 2018, 2019, I went through an ectopic pregnancy. So I fell into like a deep depression and, you know, PTSD, anxiety, all that. Um, so I think that was just like a way also to help me like find like a purpose. Okay. Yep. Um, and since then, I'm just like, you know, I, I love it. I love creating jewelry. I love creating my trinkets. And just one of my favorite things is just the connections that I've made. Oh, like, yeah. Just like meeting all these people and like having all these people support my business. And it just means a lot. You know, yeah. um, I'm going into two years this year and looking back, I was like, wow, like, I can't believe, you know, those days where I'm just like, oh, I can't believe I have my business. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that's awesome. Um, So tell us where people can um, find your your business, your jewelries. Well, I have a website. Um, It's trinkettraces.com. Or you can follow my Instagram, Trinket Traces Jewelry, or find me on Facebook. I'm on Twitter also, um, Pinterest. But I'm mostly just on Instagram. That's what, that's my favorite platform to promote my business. <laughs> oh, I'm on TikTok also. Oh, yeah, on TikTok also. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much, Karen, for this talk.
Um, I feel like I'm a lot closer to you now. Like we're, you know, oh, little besties. And thank you for sharing your experience. And and yeah, so I can't wait to see your trip and then have you back on the show so you can tell us about your trip. And I can't wait so we can meet each other in person and go and so I can try Philippines or f- food. Oh yeah, from Philippines. <laughs> Yeah, no, we'll definitely do that. And again, thank you so much for having me and inviting me. This is my first podcast, so definitely something very special and exciting. Um, I'll be happy to, whenever you want me to be a guest, I'll be happy to come back. And I can't wait to share my experience with you for sure. Oh, thank you so much. You have a good night. All right, you too. Thanks, Heidi. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you are wanting to be a guest on this podcast, please send me a message on Instagram. Or if you know someone who would be willing to share their immigration journey, please send them my information. Um, The link to my Instagram is in the show notes. If you haven't yet, please leave a review on whatever platform you're using to listen to this podcast so other people can learn about it and share with a friend. This is the best way that we can reach as much people as possible. Thank you so much for your continued support. Until next time.